It's the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 48. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the show. My name is Wayne. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back into another episode of the podcast. This is episode 48 and I thought it would be appropriate to start off with saying a huge thank you to all our frontline healthcare workers who are doing an amazing job right across the world dealing with the impact of the coronavirus. Of course, this is something that is affecting every country right around the world, um, and it is continuing to impact people's lives. Here in the UK and Ireland, we are on lockdown, which means people need to stay inside their homes. Uh, They need to be following the guidance from the Department of Health and also from the World Health Organization. So I would encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, to please take that information on board. We want to stop the coronavirus as quickly as we can. This is something that is impacting everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're an employee, you're a small business owner, uh, it doesn't matter what walk of life you've come from, the coronavirus is impacting absolutely everybody. So a massive thank you to our NHS, a massive thank you to all those frontline key workers that are doing an amazing job keeping things moving, keeping things operational and also helping save lives of people. I want to thank them from the bottom of my heart. I want to welcome you along. If you've never heard this podcast before, maybe you're coming across it for the first time, you've seen a link on social media. Let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here. Each episode, we bring you no-nonsense, real, right-to-the-point podcast banter on business, career, and life. Maybe you're somebody who's always wanted to start a business or get started in a particular career path. This is the podcast for you. You've come to the right place And we're going to have something useful to help you along on your journey. Don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast today on iTunes, please do rate and review the podcasts. Ratings are really important and they do help people find out about the show. They help people locate the show. And it also helps us, the producers and me, the host of this podcast, you know, get a little bit of a feel good factor and know that we're doing a good job and we're bringing you the information that is helping you along on your journey. We've got another great episode lined up for you today. We're talking to Fiona Foreman, uh, who is an author, speaker, trainer, former teacher and facilitator in the areas of well-being and positive psychology. And man, am I excited about this episode. If we don't need positive psychology right now, we never need it. We're in the middle of the coronavirus. Positive psychology, having that positive outlook is really important, being resilient. Uh, And we're going to hear lots of different things about that in our episode today. So let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 48 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. 
So hi Fiona, thanks for joining me on episode 48 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Now we've got a lot to talk about in this episode today, but I want to kick off by getting a little bit of an overview of your backstory. You're a speaker, a trainer, a former teacher, a facilitator in the areas of positive psychology. Can you share with our listeners a little bit of an overview of your career journey and your backstory to date? Great. Thanks a million, uh, Wayne. I'm delighted to be here talk, chatting to you today. Uh, it's so important. Wellbeing is such an important topic. I'm so passionate about it. Um, I think especially at the moment, um, wellbeing is just really to the forefront of everybody's minds, isn't it? So um, in terms of my own background, as you said, I'm a teacher. I was a teacher um, for many years. Um, um, I've taught all levels of, of teaching. I, I, work here, I worked here in Dublin. Um, and I suppose my main interest was always in wellbeing. Uh, over those years, uh, from from the start of my career, um, well-being, emotional health for children. Um, I think it all, I always knew it was the the foundation of everything else. So, um, I came across the field then of positive psychology a number of years ago, and I started to to use it with the with the children that I was working with, and it really was transformative, you know. So, um, I then started to write, do some writing, uh, wrote, wrote a, a program. The program's called Weaving Wellbeing. Co- I'm the co-author of that. And that's just gone so, so well. That's launched about three years ago now. <clears throat> so um, I decided then in December to give up teaching and go full-time into the... There's a lot of demand now for, for talks, uh, for training, for teachers and for parents um, on wellbeing for children. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Of course, not could never have foreseen what was going to happen <laughs> uh, when, when I started out my own there in January. But um, look, you have to roll with it, don't you? And be flexible and... Uh, I'm still, I'm still loving every minute of it. So, yeah. Excellent. That's that's cool. Now let's get a bit of an overview on what actually positive psychology is. Now you hold an MSc in applied positive psychology and it's not a term that I'm overly familiar with. And I would imagine that a lot of our listeners wouldn't actually be overly familiar with that. Give us an overview on, on what it is. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's still quite a new field, I suppose it is. It's around 20 years old and it is starting to become more mainstream. I only discovered it in 2011. I did a, a short course on it and I was absolutely hooked because it is the science of well-being. So when we talk about well-being, you know, what does that mean? It can be very abstract for some people. It can be very vague. But here now is an actual field of <laughs> well-being. So to say I was hooked is an understatement. <laughs> it started my journey there in 2011 with that small course. And then I started to do the mastery. So positive psychology is, as I said, the science of well-being. It's about personal growth. It's about, it's concerned more, I suppose, as to what is right about us rather than, say, traditional psychology, which is concerned with what is wrong with us and how can we fix that. So does that make sense, as the, the difference between the two? It does. Um, and I, I think at this moment in time, if we think of the whole coronavirus and the COVID-19, yes. which is happening right across the globe yeah. and is absolutely gripping everybody at yes. the moment, well-being is, oh. I suppose, more important now it's than more ever. Important. It really is because, again, it's it, it was the study of resilience is a very very big part of uh, positive psychology. Um, positive psychology was founded around 1998, University of Pennsylvania by Martin Seligman. He's known as the father of positive psychology. He was a professor there at the time, and I suppose he he up to that point, a lot of the studies in psychology were deficit based. They were, I think, around 95 percent of them at that time were based on uh, 
you know, psychopathology. But his question was, you know, where are the people who, where are the studies of the people who went through difficult times and came out the other side? Where are the studies of people who were resilient, post-traumatic growth as opposed to post-traumatic uh, stress and trauma? So that's where that's where the field is. Um, and there's still a lot of, you know, it's not balanced at the moment. But as you can see for the moment, that's, that's the kind of area we need mm. to turn to because we need to find out, well, what what can we do or what does the research say and there is a lot of research there on resilience which is was great we really do need to to look at it now you know and let's talk about what some of the things are that we can be doing now yeah so again if, I'm, if we're talking about resilience and again looking at resilience from the field of positive psychology one of the first things i would say is to be aware of what resilience is and isn't so a lot of people think resilience is about oh i'm resilient so all of a sudden now i'm tough and i'm immune and nothing's going to touch me i'm not going to be affected by any of these difficult feelings or experiences but sure that's not what resilience is that doesn't exist there's no magic wand you know so just to be aware that resilience doesn't mean all of a sudden we're going to be immune to everything what it means is we're going to be we have a belief in our abilities to cope and it's very very much about that so where are we going to get those beliefs from and I love the idea that resilient people are made not born you know and, and it's times like this that people actually discover their inner resilience you know so I think that's a good way to look at it <laughs> and of course if you look at any you know people in the past even people who went through you know wars or difficult periods in the past they do develop strengths from it so I suppose what we have to do is discover, well, what are our inner strengths? What can we do? Um, using our resilience and making sure that we, you know, we're not, we know we're not going to be immune. We know that we're going to go through difficult times, but to realise, to have that, that hope, I suppose, that, and that belief that we're going to get through it. Uh, it might not be easy, but we're going to get through it and to keep that. And I suppose we have to do keep that, we have to keep that positive focus as well. So that's very, very important, you know. But again, it's not about being immune. It's about, you know, accepting going to be difficult we're going to feel and again not to be afraid i always say that to the kids i work with we can't be afraid of all our, all our feelings we are going to be afraid we are going to be worried it's okay to feel all those things it's normal to feel all those things so we can go through those things and realize if we're bigger than them we'll deal with them in a constructive way and we'll be very very proactive in looking after our well-being at this time and building our resilience i mean some resilience skills one of the biggest ones is actually um reaching out to others you know, social support, and we see that everywhere now, don't we? Okay. It's really bringing out the best in people, that people are really, really in their, in, in their communities and their families. So we do have these inbuilt skills already. So it's very much about tapping into them and making sure that we're going to use them and we're going to um, to get through it, you know, to, to cope with it all. So is it is it fair to say that everybody's born with these skills? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's not born with the skills. And I mean, it was taught before. And I suppose there is, it's true to say that some people are more resilient than others. And there is a kind of resilient personality. Some people are. And, and again, you see that with children. Some children are just more optimistic by nature and they, you know, stuff rolls off them. Some are more sensitive and, and worry more. So there is definitely just a predisposition uh, towards being resilient. And it used to be taught, I'm sure you've heard that phrase, our genes are our destiny. But we know now that's not true. So that's the great news about positive psychology and about the studies now on resilience that show us, do you know what, our genes aren't our destiny? You know, we can do so much. We have our resilience habits. We have our well-being habits. And we can actually um, develop a lot of skills um, and our genes don't have to be our destiny. You know, so it is very much about, you know, um, bringing those skills to the forefront, being aware of what they are and then using them. Now, there's lots of... And that's empowering us ourselves in that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, there's lots of conversations uh, opening up 
lately and over the past sort of 18 to 12 months around mental health and you know the conversation is starting to happen there's certainly still more work to be done whenever I think of mental health I I sometimes struggle with the word I like the word mental fitness Um, a little okay. bit more, um, and it's sort of just that. It's sort of it, it. Whenever I hear the word mental health, it sort of it sparks different sort of thoughts in my head. But the word yes. the word mental yes. fitness, like your your you know your 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 normal fitness, is a word that I like to sort of yes. use about that. We have to have good mental yeah. fitness. Yeah. Um, what yes. are some of the things that people need to think about, especially now, Fiona, around yeah. the whole uh, the coronavirus? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love that, Wayne, because again, when you talk about fitness, because it shows that you're being proactive and, and that's a really, really important part. The more than our physical fitness, our mental fitness is something that we can uh, have some control over, you know, and that we actually have to, to do things on a daily basis to make sure that we're, you know, uh, you know, um, participants in creating our, our own mental health or well-being and again i love the word well-being mm. uh well-being is a kind of more general word uh the broader word in, in, into which mental health fits yes. so well-being is very uh, multi-dimensional so well-being has our physical health our mental health our emotional health our social health and our spiritual health spiritual just connecting something bigger than ourselves so can you see how mental health fits in with that I and i love looking at that in the bigger picture because they're all interrelated. So sometimes well-being and mental health are taken uh, as the same thing, but they're not like well-being is part of mental, uh, well, sorry, mental health is part of well-being, bigger picture, and they're all very interrelated. So I love looking at that, looking at that holistic view and looking at all those different dimensions and thinking, well, what are you doing? And again, well-being and mental health, it's very much about the small things that we do on a daily basis. It's not about the big things. People think, oh, it's about, you know, doing, you know, the big holiday or the weekend away or whatever, all those things helping us. But really, if you're not doing the small well-being habits every day, mental health habits every day, they are what sustain us. And that's what positive psychology would would show us because positive psychology is the the research showing what are the little evidence-based activities that help us on a daily basis. (laughs) And it sounds cliched and it really is the small things, but it is very much like, obviously, physical activity. You know, there's a massive link between physical and mental. So when you talk about mental fitness, physical uh, activity is a big part of it. It's very, very hard to feel mentally healthy if you're phys- if you're tired, if you haven't had enough sleep, if you haven't had enough rest, if you haven't had just that, you know, does that make yeah. sense? So okay. you have to really start there with the physical. Um, we, that's the starting point and then after that things like um, finding out what works for you finding out like you're the best you're the expert on your own <coughs> mental health so finding out what, what little activities work for you on a daily basis like things like gratitude you know a small gratitude practice daily helps a lot uh, flow activities these are all parts of positive psychology have you heard of flow activities mm. Uh, the idea that uh, things that really occupy us, that absorb us, uh, where we're, we're challenging ourselves, we're developing our skills. Uh, mindfulness, of course, is a big part of it. Uh, that, that helps for some people. Prioritizing our relationships. Like relationships play a really, really strong part in uh, developing resilience and well-being. So again, you know, what are we actually doing on a daily basis to nurture those relationships? They can often go with the way such <laughs> times like this. But, <clears throat> you know, it is very much about being proactive in, in all those small little areas of our lives uh, to give us that sense of, of well-being and mental health. So let yeah. me tell you something about sort of whenever I think about things like this um, and, and somebody said this to me um, a, a couple of times actually um, I'm really good at dealing with the big things 
Mm, so so okay. big things big things that happen you know I can yeah. kind of I can work through them like the whole mm. thing coronavirus at the moment I'm not sort of freaking out about it yes uh, I'm uh, sort of managing all my anxiety yes. very well but it's Good. the small it's the small things that really uh. set me off <laughs> that's funny isn't it it really um, is yeah what kind of small things would, would we set you off just the silly stuff like you know like that, that, would, that would just get me stressed out or get me anxious you know stuff that's yeah. you know and bigger things I can sail through them I can adapt yeah. I can come up with plans strategies yeah, yeah. and something small like a, a curveball yeah. something <laughs> can send me right over the yeah. edge well, I suppose it just shows you you're probably using so much of your energy and time for the big things that when the small things come along, you know, they're, they're harder to deal with then. Yeah. But <laughs> it just goes to show you, but it's great that you have developed those coping strategies for yeah. yourself for dealing with the big things. And again, if you look back, what were they? You know, it's interesting yeah. to actually become more conscious because that's what I do with children when I do the resilience workshops. I ask them, well, what? tell me about a time in your life that you, you know, it was a challenge and you had to overcome it and big or small and they're great. They, they, they're very open. They'll chat about all the things that they went through, whether it was a dog that died or, you know, a grandparent that died or, you know, not, not getting, you know, not failing in something that was important. And then we talk about, well, what did you do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have all the skills already, you know, whether it was reaching out to others or, even uh, the skill of distraction, that's an important one at the moment, I think. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, when you're getting overwhelmed by mm-hmm. uh, negativity, yeah. uh, you actually need a break from it. So <laughs> it's the idea that, you know, I can't solve this problem. And sometimes you think by thinking and thinking and thinking about something, you're going to solve it. But in this particular issue now, we can't solve it, you know. So we, we, can, we can only do what we can. And then we actually have to, you know, give ourselves a break from thinking about it. And that's not a bad thing. That's a really, really good thing because that's conserving our energy then and conserving strength you know so again you're obviously you've also been doing a lot of those things subconsciously already for dealing with the big things and then you know it's great that you can bring them to the fore when you need them as well yeah no it, it is now listen you mentioned a couple of moments ago about the work that you do in schools with mm. children and young people you have a, a workshop or a talk that you did ever called reboot your resilience yeah that sounds interesting tell us a little bit more <laughs> about that yeah, I love, I just, resilience is the area I think that most interests me um, because I just love the idea that there's there's science there, there's evidence to say, well, what are the factors that influence our resilience and the fact there's so much we can do. Uh, and again, relationships, positive relationships are the number one indicator. So again, the fact that we're coming together and we're supporting each other and small things that we're doing on a daily basis uh, you don't think they're building your resilience, but they actually are. So every time you're reaching out to somebody or supporting somebody in, in your community, that's actually building uh, our community resilience, you know. So go, when I go into the kids in school, and again, it's from my own experience of working with so many children over the years uh, who would suffer with anxiety or, you know, would actually be little worriers. Uh, we talk about what can, what can you do? And I, and I love the phrase, you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. <laughs> That's yeah. the big thing. That's from John Capitan, uh, one of the you know uh, four, four, uh, four, four experts in um, mindfulness. So um, they get that. They get that idea that there's going to be so much that life throws at us, but we're going to have to learn how to deal with them. So we talk about that and the idea again that resilient people are made, not born. Tell them that as well. So that, that's really empowering for kids to know because especially if they are the little worrier type, that they're not locked into that then, you know, that there's so much that they can do. And again, we talk about all the little skills that they've already used. They share ideas. And then I give them some um, some of the evidence-based skills. And we usually find at the end of the workshop when I share the, the skills, 
we usually find they're actually using them already, but they haven't maybe named them, you know, or they haven't really uh, put them on a formal level, you know. So then they all kind of take uh, four or five of their uh, skills <clears throat> that they want to use. And again, one of them is self-talk. What are you actually saying to yourself? You know, what are you saying to yourself at times of difficulties and problems? You know, are you making it worse by, you know, feeding into a very, very negative uh, pattern of thoughts? Uh, or are you being more helpful to yourself? Are you saying things like, you know what, I can cope with this. I can keep going. I've dealt with problems in the past. So very much about giving them helpful self-talk phrases. That's a big part of it so that they can, you know, for some children, no more than ourselves, we can get very overwhelmed with negative talk thoughts uh, and we do need to make sure that we're interrupting that negative spiral especially with worry um, and be, you know start being more accurate uh, in our thoughts so there's so much we can do but again it's to empower them to realize number one you're, you're doing a lot already uh, number two make sure you have a little toolbox of skills mm. so that when when the time comes you can actually use them you know so that's that's part of it you know it's great kids are so open and again your early intervention is so so important that's for me as a teacher it's 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 my passion because to get in there early before those kind of thought passions become entrenched you know the idea of the negative yeah. the negative thought passions or the worry the worry thoughts or so on you know but yeah and again being very flexible with them as well to realize you know what you're going to have to be flexible uh you might have plan a and plan a might work and you're going to have to be aware that plan b still mightn't work <laughs> uh, you know so about using your perseverance and keeping going so we all need that now at the moment don't we, we so we do now if we circle back around um what would be your sort of top three pieces of advice that you would give to people today who are potentially struggling with what's happening in the world? The, yeah. you know, they've got sort of higher levels of anxiety mm. um, at the moment. What mm. would be the three things that you could share with our listeners yeah. today? And again, yeah, and I mean, the funny thing is when you look at, uh, you know, even children with anxiety, some children have anxiety um, and really there's, there's no life-threatening uh, circumstances there, you know, but now for the first time there actually is an actual threat out there. So, you know, the anxiety that we're feeling now is actually well-based because we do have a threat, you know, so we do really really need to know what to do and again uh we're surrounded by a lot of negativity very very difficult for us negativity and do you think social media do you think social media is you know oh yeah definitely well sure it's it's it's, it's 24 7 negative yeah. news now isn't it we're, we're just uh, getting bombarded with it so i think number one limit your time uh with the news for me i'm looking at it once a day maybe at 10 o'clock at night yeah. Uh, for half an hour you don't need to know the updates I don't think all the time what are they going to do for you Nothing, <laughs> because you're not there's nothing you can do about it anyway so limit your time of course you need to stay aware and you need to stay updated but uh, spending too much time on it and getting fixated on it is really bad because I don't know if you're aware we already have what's called a negativity bias in, in, our, in, our, in our brains have you heard of the negativity bias? no Negativity bias is a kind of throwback to our ancestors. Uh, so our early ancestors had to be more, uh, I suppose, um, had to be more tuned into negative events than positive because it could mean the difference between life and death. So, you know, in terms of being aware of dangerous animals or not trusting strangers, that actually was really, really helpful for them because life or death. But we still have that negativity bias. So we're much more prone to notice and be impacted by negativity than by positivity. 
so we still have that and now we're being bombarded whereas positive events they don't really have a strong effect on us as negative because of that evolutionary so we have to balance them out I don't know if you've heard of that positivity ratio so positivity ratio is we have to have at least three, uh, five, uh, three to one of positive to negative experiences or emotions to, to feel resilient and, and to feel a sense of well-being. So at the moment, you know, I think a lot of people are not getting that ratio because there's far too much negativity and they mightn't realize that I need three uh, positives to balance every one negative, you know. So another thing is open up to those small positives, be aware of them, uh, savor them, notice them, all the small little things that we still have. Do wear what we still have, not be focused on all the things that we don't have or mightn't have, do you know, that kind of way. So uh, keeping a positive focus as much as possible to try and counteract the negativity biases, it would be my number two thing. And again, mindfulness helps a lot there because even if you, you know, if you, do you do any mindfulness yourself, Wayne? Or would you I do, I do actually, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I find it helpful at the moment. I do, yeah. I've been doing it yeah. now for a while and I really yes. find it very helpful. Yeah, I, I love it. Again, I, I discovered it when I started positive psychology and it's just the idea of switching off, trying to kind of detach a little bit from that thinking mind, that, that worrying part of your mind and just being in the present moment mm-hmm. um, and, and, and tuning into your senses. So even if we are still allowed to go for a walk, so even a mindful walk yeah. once a day where when you actually go for the walk, you're in the moment with the yeah. walk here. It's like wherever you go, there you are. Do you know that phrase? So the idea of when you go for the walk, make sure you're, you're, you're actually tuned into what you're seeing, uh, what you're noticing, and you're allowing your, your, your mind to kind of slow down a little bit, absorb uh, all the senses and all the, all the really nice things that are still around us. So, you know, sometimes you can go for the walk, come home, you haven't even noticed, so do you remember where you went for the walk? <laughs> you know, because your mind was maybe really still very preoccupied with, you know, worrying about the future, worrying about the past. So a little mindful walk every day, even 10 or 15 minutes can be very, very helpful to just try and detach and to keep your mind in the present moment. So that's another one, you know. And again, of course, focus on what you can do. You know, I suppose everybody, that's, that's it seems like a no-brainer, but we can get so focused on uh, the sense of helplessness and a sense of what we can't do. And of course, there's so much that we can't do, but there's also that we can do. And, you know, I suppose we've got that message, haven't we, about, you know, the social isolation and the not going out. Uh, so to very, very much focus in on that and to, and again, to focus on helping others. That's a very, as I said, that's a big part of resilience. How can we help other people in this situation? And again, we see so much um, examples of that now, don't we, uh, in, in the news. So <laughs> if we could have, I'd love a little half an hour of just positive news a night <laughs> that you could tune into, showing the positive stories around coronavirus. Um, whereas well, you see, you see one or two, but you don't see, you don't see a whole. I feel I need a good hour of that night to, to counteract the negativity. You know. Well, interestingly enough, I came across a very interesting link the other day, uh, and I, I I saved it on my Twitter, and I'm just going to try and see if I can find it really quickly because I yeah. thought it, I thought it was very yeah. useful. It's yes. called um, Just Give Me Positive News dot com. Okay. And supposedly, I've had a look at it, not supposedly, it's all positive news about what's happening in the world as a result of this corona. So it's talking about um, potential new treatments, you know, what's, what's, but it's positive stuff. It's positive stuff. So so that's certainly worth taking a look at. Now, that's exactly what I was saying. So that's great. What did you say that was called? Just give me positive news. Just give me positive news.com. So that's certainly one for our listeners to to check out. It's so important. And again, some people think, what's not about being in 
in denial or denying what's going on. We know what's going on, but we do have to keep a balanced view and realise, you know, that otherwise we'll just uh, get get very, very overwhelmed um, by the negativity and we have to be very proactive. We do. We do. Now tell me this, how can people get in touch with you? How can they find out more information about what it is you do? Um, If there's somebody who's listening in who maybe is interested in a talk or a workshop, where is the best place for people to find out? Uh, I suppose my website, Fiona, www.fionaforman.com. So Forman with no um, E-F-O-R-M-A-N. So I have... um, information about all my talks there now of course I'm not doing my talks at the moment because schools aren't open and you know often I do talks in schools or I do uh, parent talks in the evenings uh, I do conferences but I'm starting to do um, <laughs> I'm upskilling now rapidly <laughs> more than yourself probably more than everybody to do the um, online you know yes. to, 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 to uh, do webinars and so on you know so but hopefully when, when, once, once we're over this uh, okay. I'll be going back into, into doing the talks and I'm also on, on Twitter and yes. I'm on Instagram, Fiona Forman Wellbeing. Excellent. So I do post a lot of um, information about positive psychology and resilience and so on and articles. And again, trying to keep that uh, positive focus is very important. What I'm working on at the moment, Wayne, actually, is I'm de- developing um, a free um, a wellbeing journal for kids. Oh. It'll be available now in the next few days. Um, so uh, that'll be able that'll be for parents to download and print off at home to use with their kids. So again, I've got a lot of inf- I've got a lot of um, inquiries in the last few days from parents, you know, to know what to be doing with their kids at home because obviously the Weaving Wellbeing program they do in school. Um, but parents now at home with kids want to focus on positivity and wellbeing, so I'm putting together um, a little journal for kids. Um, so hopefully I'll have that ready by the end of the week. Well, so again, it's great to be able to turn your hand to something that you know yeah. to feel you can do something or you know uh, contribute something. So that. That will be available now by the end of the week. Make sure you give us the link for that and we can make that available in the show notes of the podcast as well if anybody wants to download it. And I'll make reference to that in the the summary that I do. Look, Fiona, I want to thank you for your time today to join me on. Thanks so much, Ryan. It's been super and it's been so fun to talk about this because this is something that I've wanted to do for a while. Um, Get somebody on to talk about, you know, mental resilience and you know mental fitness and yeah. positive psychology yeah. and this has been absolutely yeah. a real treat and yeah. I, I know that people listen thanks so many men i love talking about it. it as i said i could talk about it for a long time but um just to try and give it a little flavor of it i suppose is the main thing you know uh, there's a there's a nice website great you're good um greatergood.com if anyone is interested that's another yeah. that's one of my favorite ones for about positive psychology so if people wanted to know more they could look that up either you know excellent so um again it's about staying proactive Totally, uh, absolutely, could not agree. And, and doing what we can, <clears throat> that's the main that's thing. And knowing we will get out of it, you know, we will come through it and having that belief is just so important, you know. Absolutely. Well, listen, Fiona, thanks for taking time out today to join me on episode 48 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks a million, Wayne. My pleasure, I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. All right, hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast. Once again, huge thank you to Fiona for giving up her time to spend 40 minutes with me today on the podcast talking about the impact and the importance of our mental fitness. Uh, We talked about positive psychology and what that was. Uh, Fiona shared her three awesome tips on what you can think about in order to get through the coronavirus. I mean, we're consumed by all of the 
information that is circulating on social media, all of the information which is online, and really trying to seek out the positives I think are really important. There are so many positives happening in the world right now where different companies and organizations are coming together and are working and are collaborating for the greater good of stopping the spread of the coronavirus. But not just stopping the spread of it, you know, building new ventilators so that hospitals have more ventilators to help people, uh, that the staff working on the front line have the protective equipment that they need to protect themselves. So we do have to think about the positives when it comes to what's happening right now. It is so easy to get caught up in the doom and gloom. Uh, I'm sure people are worried about what's happening and how it's impacting their family, how it's impacting their life. But we do have to stop and we do have to take a moment and we have to remember that there are things that we can do to help stop the spread of the coronavirus. So please do listen to the Department of Health. Please do listen to the World Health Organization. Absolutely keep yourself informed. Check out the news. But as Fiona says, check the news out once a day. You don't need to be glued to it all the time. You don't need to be watching what's happening. You know, look for positives. Get out, go for a walk. You know, spend some time learning a new hobby, you know, practicing an instrument, just getting that headspace that you need in order to help your mental health and your well-being. What a great episode today for episode 48 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Don't forget if you're enjoying the podcast and I hope you are enjoying the podcast, hopefully I'm going to be able to ramp up some more episodes of the podcast. We're in lockdown. I'm going to be hopefully speaking to a few more people over the next couple of days. I'm going to get some more podcast episodes recorded and we're going to release some more podcasts on a little bit more of a regular schedule than we've been doing because this is a great way to chat with people, find out what's going on in their lives and share this useful and helpful information with our listeners on the show. So please reach out. Please let me know what you think of the podcast. Don't forget you can follow Follow us on Twitter. We're on at Zero Lives Left Podcast. Don't forget to stop by and check out the Zero Lives Left Podcasting website. It is up and running, zeroliveslevepodcast.com. If you'd like to become a guest on one of the episodes, please do drop me an email into studio at zeroliveslevepodcast.com. I would love to hear from you if you've got a story, you've got some value that you feel that you can add to our listeners. Please do reach out. Please do get in touch. All right. Hope you've enjoyed this episode once again. Thank you once again for listening. Please do rate and review the podcast and I'll see you very soon for episode 49 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.